0: wowie no I don't like that at all (laughs) welcome to the Thibber Bros all star weekend special and we've been hearing a lot of people online that just don't like the weekend there's certain aspects they don't like or just the whole game in general they just hate something like the Pro Bowl but I think you're just not giving it a chance Pro Bowl end of the season nothing's on the line who gives a shit but this one there's something special about it
1: and yeah i mean it comes down to you know people call it a glorified scrimmage whatever there's no defense played ultimately you're not going to force players to play defense in the all-star game it's going to be 180 to 170 but it's a showcase of the best talent in the league hopefully the voting does come into question at times but at least it's not the fucking pro bowl where we're playing two hand touch you know just kind of dancing around having mac jones Talk shit to whoever. Do the do to
0: the gritty when the whistle was blown. <laughs> I shit. love it. The they let him laugh. have that moment. He, he just and does that. Like, the... Do
1: we do we tell him? No, let's just let's, nah. let's have his moment. But you know, and and the beauty of the all star teams are that you know you get the first time guys. You get the Fred Van Bleets that have been working you know in a system in the G League or whatever. You got the Darius Garland's, the the people, some people who you wouldn't think would make it, but. Um, you know it, it like the system is a little bit flawed for the way we choose the all-stars and some of the processes but they try to keep it fresh at least they change stuff up so you know it, it's a showcase of the best talent at the end of the day in so
0: the we are here to show you that it's not only just like a, th- a throwaway fun whatever weekend it's it's the top it's one of the top times you're gonna have this year
1: so with the voting i think and this is one of the biggest things that people have a problem with the fans which let's be honest we can't trust nba fans who have we seen this year get like you know top 10 uh in like their position for voting carmelo anthony love Mello. we all love Mello here he's averaging 14 points a game Derek Rose again, we love Derek Rose doesn't deserve to be in the top 10. Um in the past like randomly who was it? Fucking Zaza Pachulia was top yes. 10 because like whatever fucking I think he was from the country Georgia or some who the fuck knows where he's from. But like you get some of that so that like discredits a bit and like you know Wiggins another first time all-star um I think deservedly so an all-star but You know, the whole thing, him being a starter over guys. Like, I think, starting over Luca maybe, or something? It's bad. There's a couple guys he's starting over that it... So, you get a combination of that, where the fans determine the starters. And then the coaches and the players determine the bench. So, then you see a big drop-off. It's more of, like, the players that are in contention. Like, you know, Darius Garland's first-time All-Star. It's like, the teams that are successful, the old head coaches and media are choosing mostly the bench so you see that really come to fruition like you see guys like middleton even though he might be his numbers are a little bit lower if he's averaging like 19 or whatever it is a game oh he's on a bucks team that just won a championship or he's on an actually a good team and that's when you saw guys in the past like Dame before he got his roses in the league you know he'd be dropping 23 24 a game not making it same with booker um for instance even anthony edwards only a second year player this year he's in the rising stars game but you know you didn't see him getting selected so it's just a weird dynamic between the fan vote where they kind of just p- popularity contest or some random fucking person tweets out like a cream pop band to vote like and then shit weird shit happens and then you got like the old heads kind of factoring into the second part of the vote and like some players who just don't even give a fuck about the vote so that part is still a little bit flawed but you know
0: so we're gonna take you through the whole weekend start to finish and just tell you what to look for and little nuggets that you may not have known are there so what cat what starts it off we're looking at the uh
1: the rising stars game which to me i i'm i'm uh like i got a big soft spot for the rising stars game i just as a kid i always loved the aspect of here we go pinning to like a rookie class versus a sophomore class yeah You know let's see who's what's what's which is a better class like let's fight it out and obviously like you know the other the sophomores have more time to develop and everything like they've have a year under their belt but i always loved that like i can remember john wall balling out in one of those games like boogie cousins like so those were always i liked that setup they had the usa versus world for a couple years you know
0: it got us some rj barrett minutes i'll
1: give it right. that but he, other he than played well last year in the game and uh you know there is a lot more foreign players that are really good like even this year like josh giddy like there's some there's some good foreign players but like at the bottom part of that roster you were getting people like funcundo compazo and like random like you know role players instead of like certain players that were should have been selected so you know this year they're going with a four team and i think you know it's not a full game it's one of those things i think i forget what it's called like the the ending where basically you hit a certain points or whatever and you win the game so that you know that like we mentioned they're kind of trying to keep it fresh between that the skills challenge is switched up so we got the teams teams instead of individual players for that but um What's your take on on the, these like changes? Like it seems like they're kind of trying to experiment and see what what the best product is. So I can't necessarily complain. I'm glad they got rid of the World versus USA for the Rising Stars game, though. For so me personally, I want the best players out there. End the, of the day.
0: So the thing is, and I'm gonna make a little bit of an NFL tangent comparison. They have stuff that I think really needs to be promoted more. That just isn't like they have the Skills Day looks super fun in the nfl they got the throw thing at russell wilson does great whatever but their dodgeball fun you get to see the cavalcade of the players they get to have fun the digs on dig stuff and just all those like memeable moments and i think that's where the uh, the skills show off does where it's like it does, it's not really super applicable but it's like fun to watch and it's like it right. really is a nba mario party mini game
1: and I think like the three point contest has really grown in popularity, um, and everything like that. So some of these like the the side shows have, have become almost as big or a big enough lead up into the game itself. So that has been interesting to see. But let me get your take on this. So like we mentioned there's four different teams this year. And there's one G League player per team, which is kinda weird, but So the first team, we got Cade Cunningham, first overall pick. We got Evan Mobley, contender for Rookie of the Year. Isaac Okoro, so two Cleveland teammates there. Um, Alferen Sangoon, Jayshon Tate, two more teammates, and Franz Wagner. Seems like they were trying to pair a couple teammates together there. Then the second team, we got Precious Achua, Desmond Bain, Sadiq Bey, Anthony Edwards, which, by the way, I could see Anthony Edwards just absolutely demolishing demolishing in this fucking Rising Stars game. Tyrese Halliburton on the same team. Um, a G League player, Josh Hardy and Isaiah Stewart. Third team, LaMelo Ball. Going to be trying to do some flashy-ass shit. I could see him doing some crazy no-look some... passes and shit. This team's formidable. Scotty Barnes, Io DeSumo, steal the draft this past year so far for the Bulls. Chris Duarte... Good scorer, rookie, another G League player, Jaden McDaniels, Davion Mitchell, and then the last team is Cole Anthony, Josh gidney Jalen Green, Herbert Jones, Tyrese Maxey. I'm very high on him, and then Jalen Suggs. So who do you who do I'm you got so from... high
0: on Isaiah Stewart. He may not show. You guys may not think that he shows much, but he rebounds like you wouldn't believe. He's got that hunger, and he just fucking goes out. And he gets his share points too. So it's like. I think he sees he, he sees what you wanted, rookie.
1: Of all the players that I just named, I love how just Isaiah Stewart. Listen, beats he helped is, me on a parlay, is, is guy and he's the year flocking to. in this Listen, scenario. on
0: if you're doing nerd paper stuff, you look at his stats. You see that he averages he's some a, good rebounds. He's a rebounds good player. And, he's
1: yeah. a good center, young center in the NBA. Um, I don't know how much of an impact he'll have on this game, but. I like I like the prediction. Watch bold prediction. you
0: just watch. He's going to be the difference maker. So you got
1: Team Isaiah, which has Isaiah Stewart, which is kind of funny because I don't think I think it's like Team Isaiah and Isaiah Thomas. But um, I almost want to pick that team just based off Anthony Edwards going off. But I'm going to go Team uh, Team Payton to be a little bit contrarian. I just think like Lamelo Ball, arguably the best rookie from last year. Personally, I kind of think it might be Anthony Edwards long term but you know arguably the best rookie from last year scotty barnes has been one of the best rookies this year you know you got some scoring to duarte so if i'm putting my money on one team that's where i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go team payton um but i I like the idea of that you know they've i don't know if they're doing the same are they doing the same ending too in the all-star game you know they did the, the the tribute to kobe 24 plus whatever the high scoring team through three quarters is I think that's what they're doing in this in this four team Rising Stars game mm-hmm. so you know it's good to see a little re- revamp there as much as I'd love to see it just go back to the classic rookie versus sophomore class but I, I think that'll be something to look out to I think that'll be a fun formula with the four different teams uh, vying to win that
0: yeah it's weird because it's like you're playing back to back games because it's like the-, the semi and then you go right into that final so like Right. If it if I didn't think that they it's tough cuz I think that they're going to try their hardest and all that, but also you're playing two games in a day. That round robin's going to suck. But you're young, you your knees can do it.
1: Exactly, young legs. And and like I said, for me that's almost every year that's one of my favorite things. I love, you know, I'm in to trading cards and investing in young players and everything. I like watching the next generation of talent come through in the nba and, and uh that's what i'm really looking forward to no Knicks this year obviously rj is a third year player ob doesn't get enough minutes and iq had kind of an up and down year but still just to see the the young talent you know see who's out there and everything who the who's got next in the league so i'm looking forward to that um and also the other so that was the first uh event that they changed the format of we also have the skills challenge which i was never super into it was always like like chris stops won that one year like there's some like like random big men that won it and you know that one year was kind of cool someone who is it was it luca or someone someone like did the half court shot over someone because the other person had rushed to the three-point line i forget who it was but uh i think so this year it's the Antetokounmpo's youngest brother, which is Alex, and then the two Bucks, Giannis and Thanasis. You got Cleveland; it's obviously in Cleveland. You got that team of uh, Mobley, Garland, and um, Jared Allen, the Big fro himself. And then the third team is an all rookie team. I think it's Scotty Barnes, Josh Giddy, Giddy or whatever he says his name, Giddy, and then one other player. But that'll be an interesting because i think there's separate events there's like a shooting event you know there's a passing event and then they're going to go into like kind of the more traditional like race at the end with the final two teams but um what do you think of this because i think this goes into more of like it's a little bit i think this is a little more interesting with the team aspect and i like that there's going to be a separate event like a shooting event i think it's five different spots in the court and then you can earn a certain amount of points within 30 seconds and then so on and so forth so i think that's a little more interesting than just the run down here run through these cones or whatever throw the ball through through this circle then whoever can get the layup first and then whoever can hit the three at the you know what i mean i think it's a little bit they're layering it a little bit more so i think it'll be a little more like these are the i'm I'm still not gonna like tune in just for that but you know it makes it a little more interesting to me.
0: Yeah, like, these are the best athletes of what they do on the planet. And these are the Wally Pups you throw at them. Like, show something that can really display why they're an all-star. Like, sh- make them flex, you know?
1: Yeah. And I mean, the Antetokounmpo brothers are going to be trying to just rep their brand and everything. So that'll be interesting. Um, who do you got? I mean, this isn't a big one to pick, but I'm, I'm, I'm just going to go I'm going to go with the Antetokounmpo brothers. Actually, no. You know what? Fuck that. I'm actually going to pick the rookie class to win this. Dark Horse, because the shooting event, I think they have some shooting. Jared Allen and Mobley. Mobley can shoot a little bit. Like, the Antetokounmpo brothers, not a lot of shooting there. Giannis, obviously, has gotten, become a better shooter. But I'm going to go with the, the Dark Horse, the rookie team, to win this. Scotty Barnes company. Get I it done.
0: think it might be the the Giannis the Super Giannis the brothers.
1: you got. I was gonna go with them, but I'm I'm gonna go with a little bit of a dark Cause horse. Cause I I here.
0: know what you're thinking. It's gonna be Giannis just pulling his weight, everything, and then some is on his shoulders. But I think the other two, they're gonna show a little something. They're gonna
1: do. They got something to prove. I mean, Alex Antetokounmpo, you're you're trying to find a an actual NBA roster yeah. to stick like on. Like
0: when are you gonna have more TV minutes on than you are now?
1: kostas has to feel a little bit left out he might be playing overseas though that might be why he's got a ring i think alex he's got a participation ring ring first yeah but alex i think is in the g league somewhere but um so there's that three-point contest which hasn't changed at all but it's obviously been growing in popularity um let me run through the field there because this is an interesting one to me because you know there's a couple stars in it um my phone actually died here but i think patty mills is actually favored but they they i like how they've added in actual really good three-point shooters maybe on some like you know more of a role player but a really good three-point shooter so like for instance patty mills is in it um cj mccollum always been a borderline all-star never made it in it um fred van vliet fred van Vliet, um trey young is in it i think even Carl Anthony Towns, they always get, like, the token um, center big man to get into it. I think Love, Kevin Love actually won it one year, but... um, I
0: do think you do need the big man in it, just to give context yeah. to how, even though we're all professional basketball players, we're all in, like, the big one, 0.5% of the population and all that, how good and how, like, talented yeah. this skill is that they've got.
1: Desmond Bain, as well, is in it, so... Who do you got out of that field I think I think Mills was a slight favorite Trey Young was kind of in the middle and the betting line and I think the best odds in terms of like the least likely to get it but will pay the most would be Carl Anthony Towns Bain was like seven or eighth on the list six or seventh maybe so
0: it's not only that but you've got the the extra rounds they have to do I feel like I think i got to go with
1: Fred. I, wow, I was going to go Fred, too. I, I don't know what it is, too, because I think... I was thinking about this, and it's like, he's a first-time All-Star. He has, like... He's probably like, I'm going to come out here and put on a show. You know what I mean? Like Yeah,
0: he's already got a ring, so he doesn't have anything to prove. I think the the, the glitz now, glamour, the lights are going to get to Patty Mills. I think he's going to choke.
1: I, yeah, no, I, I like Van Vliet in this. I'm going to pick i almost want to pick something like opposing to you but i I was gonna go van vliet but honestly a sleeper pick i would say would be desmond bain i mean he's just shot an unbelievable percentage from the three-point line so i i gotta think desmond bain is like a sleeper and i think cj McCollum might be a sleeper too because he's like you know he's doing his thing now in new orleans you know he's kind of revitalized a little bit so but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with um I, I think Van Vliet's gonna win it, but just so that we have opposing picks and we can kinda tally up who had the best record, I'm gonna go with Desmond Bain, Dark Horse.
0: So how do you choose who is in the three point contest? Is that do they
1: choose I mean they they normally it's one of these things where it's like who has okay, who has the highest three point percentage and they go with like but it's not all. So like CJ McCollum is only shooting thirty seven, which is 37 38 percent from three which is pretty high but like it's not like there's a lot of guys now days that shoot 40 percent or more from three so it's a combination of just who hits a lot of them volume wise who's seen as like someone who can hit threes and then also percentages so like i think desmond bain's shooting like 42 percent from three you know he's only a second year player so he's kind of earned that like it's just guys that are known for it and you know they try to get different levels of players too and i think they try to always get you know now that the big men shoot the threes there's always one like center like it's carl anthony towns this year yeah because it's like i but they, they always get a couple like role more role players but d- still good players uh that are like borderline to get into it which i kind of like you know so they get they get you know different it, guys in it each year it's
0: nice but like the aspect I want of it is that competitive, this is the epsilon of the best shooters, so like sure, Steph Curry stepping down does, like it. he's also been having an off year, but like, I do wish that if you're the three-point champion, you are taking down the reigning champ, the defenders, well, the, these epsilons of
1: Right, and yep. I mean, you at least got to see Steph do it multiple years at a time. Like, we even got to see Steph and Clay duke it out, like, and all that stuff. But, um, you know, the even worse thing is, like, let's think about it from this standpoint. Like, you're talking about Steph as, like, a guy who's, like, one of the best three-point shooters in the game. And, you know, we wish we could see him in it. We never got to see LeBron in the dunk contest, which you know brings us to the dunk contest if we want to kind of transition to that but like that's the one where three-point contest they get really good three-point shooters and they seem to always get a couple like star level players dunk contest it's like journeyman with dumb hops or it's like okay we got a good player but it's always like a first or second year player like cole anthony's a second year player Mm -hmm. Obi Toppin's a second year player Jalen Green's a first-year player. Toscano Anderson, I think, he's a little bit older. He's technically, like, a second-year player, maybe. But, um, you know, that's the one thing that, that does kind of piss me off a little bit. Is, like, we were robbed of ever seeing, like, a LeBron James in the dunk contest. Like, even, like, you see some of the shit that Ja Morant nearly pulls off, which everyone freaks out about. But, like, just the pure athleticism, like, you know, if we could get a dream dunk contest we get vince carter we get like lebron james
0: which sucks because the timeline matched up for that yeah. well also vince was in it for like Human 17 highlight years real
1: like we'd get some of these guys but nowadays it seems like you got to get someone on the come up to do the dunk contest or just someone like random like pat connington you got to get them early so they like Anthony develop that Saenz. love for it so it's a tradition that they yeah. keep up and, like, that was, like, we saw that a little bit with, like, the almost rivalry between, like, Levine and and Gordon, where Gordon kind of got robbed, but, like, also Levine was doing well, and they both went back to it. But that's also crazy when you think about Think about that Minnesota team. Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and Zach Levine are all all-stars this season. You know who is the general manager of the Minnesota Timberwolves? Who? Tom Thibodeau. <laughs> you know who he wanted to get in there? Who? His boy, Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Jimmy, okay.
0: Oh, yeah. That's also a, a story for another day of just that how fucky that... that, that um.
1: Ago. You fucking need me. It just goes to show you never... Know, you can't really, like, say that a player's done. Like, Wiggins, always been a high-scoring player, but never really... Was an all-star. You know, it took him being on a good team, in my opinion, for people to finally recognize him as anything. But So I don't know how much of it is he's that much better of a player. But stuff like that. Like, people, Darius Garland, were writing him off. He had a bad rookie season. Statistically, I think he was the worst player in the league his rookie year. Not, like, based on points scored or anything, but, like, efficiency-wise and stuff like that. So just goes to show you, like, you can't really you never know what's going to happen development development wise with the player and you know it's just shown with some of the first time all stars or certain guys who get to a certain pinnacle like and don't make it back for a while like Brandon Ingram hasn't been an all star last two years yeah it sucks like he nothing's given you know the last there's going to be the guys that are always borderline and maybe they make one or two maybe they don't even make it and that's just going to be their career and that's fine you know yeah like Brandon
0: Ingram I bless his soul I think he did good on the Lakers that that last year before he was traded and like I wanted I really wish rooting for him in New Orleans but like I heard about like there's a potential blood clot thing and that's why he was like they had to add more people to the trade because he's really good like especially when he was first starting like good great player but like that kind of worry wart just builds up and kind of like derails you a bit
1: but um with the all-star game you know all-star weekend some changes it'll be interesting and like i just think the funniest part though is like i lo- i do love how they have the draft broadcasted yes. with the TNT crew you know with chuck asking you know just like trolling durant and stuff you know with the harden james harden getting dropped to the last pick after everyone <laughs> Yeah, also,
0: LeBron is laughing his ass off. He's, he's, yeah, not, he's, he's not hiding he's any not of this. He's
1: not trying to hide it, and KD just is so, like, yeah, man, Well, I got respect for my guy. <laughs> you know, just like LeBron's just dying laughing. Yeah.
0: Like, what are the odds that you're ever going to play again? Like, you played with this guy twice. I think you're done. I don't think you need to really save face.
1: Yeah, exactly, but, you know, we'll see. Who do you got? All right, MVP of the, the All-Star game, who you got? I think it's going to be Giannis. Uh, Fuck, but I'm not trying to pick the same thing as you. I think
0: Vron and everyone's just going to pass to him and he's just going to attack the shit out of the rim.
1: Giannis, to me right now, is just... He's the best player in the league. And, you know, I'm wearing the jersey right now and everything. But, like, in all seriousness, and a lot of people trolled me in the playoffs, early in the playoffs last year before they won it, when it's like, this guy can't shoot, he can't do this. He is the most dominant player by far i mean what was that game against uh was it against i think it was against the lakers right he had like 40 something oh my gosh it was a bunch of like he just he is so dominant and it's so hard to stop him and now he's starting to add in the jump shot and everything and like that milwaukee team like they didn't make any huge deals but they are like they have like Okay, second year with Bobby Portis. Now he's starting to play a little bit better in the wake of Lopez being out for a while. Drew Holiday's in that system. You know, Giannis and Middleton have been coming up in that system for a long time. So there's a lot that's been built with that. And uh, yeah, I, I could see Giannis um, definitely taking home the honors with that. Um, trying to think. Dark Horse is like, if if DeMar DeRozan just like decides to absolutely take over, take over like he's been doing with Chicago. Um, So I, I, I'd throw him in there. Um, Cause you know, he's, he's been an all-star multiple times and he's had the respect around the league, but you know, saw his name get a little bit tarnished. So I could see him. Yeah, Cause
0: it's like, you know, if it'd
1: be, you were... it'd be the it'd be kind of like a summation of what he's done this season in Chicago to, to pull yeah. something off like that.
0: So a good thing is that well not that is good but like there's no big this is their last year we're doing it because to send him out on a high horse like Dirk yeah. in the All Star game a few years ago and he just like hit back to back perfect was threes. In it. Mm-hmm.
1: You get those iconic photos of like and that's what you love too is like. I think it was the last time Kobe was in it and LeBron slapping the court, like, guarding Kobe or, like, you know, young MJ and Kobe talking shit to each other. Or, like, I saw a clip of, like, you know, Shaq has always hated Dwight Howard, right? Yeah. Like, he doesn't respect him as a big man. Dwight's, like, talking shit. Shaq literally, like, nutmegs him or, like, throws the ball around him, runs up and dunks it. So, I love those, like, little anecdotal, like, moments that become forever edged in history with two passing of the torch or two like iconic players going at it so you know hopefully we get some sort of moment like that you know i, I do think the the rosters are a little bit mid this year between some of the people who aren't playing right now or haven't played like is not in it um you know there's a lot of people who aren't in it but you know you gotta you, you know you just gotta love this watching is what we the got. best players this is what we got and uh i got to go Team LeBron heavy in this game. I mean, Team LeBron has Giannis, Steph Curry, and LeBron. That's that's all you need to know. That's me. That's all you really need to know. And uh, we're just lucky. KD's lucky he's not, you know, like, lay GM. It's lucky it's not KD GM because he does not pick... A good roster i'm just gonna say that
0: yeah say what you will about how piss poor the lakers are the gm's already got a ring with the with the changing things up in la
1: yeah i'm staying put at the trade deadline was a little baffling but uh yeah i'm going i'm going team lebron heavy in that so um you know i got let's see i got i had van vliet but i'm gonna go with bane as a dark horse i got the Lamelo ball team you got the isaiah stewart anthony edwards team mm-hmm. um i think we both got team lebron right yeah yeah skills challenge you got the auntie decumbos i'm gonna go with the rookies dark horse there and finally the dunk contest what do ooh, you think
0: we hold on let's let's uh oh, let's get into character Obi-Toppin got robbed last year. I don't get it. They're the way that they score isn't good, and it's. I understand it's cutesy. You have the players doing it. You got to get the perfect ten, whatever. I think that this art this craft needs to be taken more seriously and to the point it's like I kind of need to I want people to treat it as if it's like Olympic figure skating in the way that there's form poise there's style originality a bit and I'll give you some examples of someone that just aren't fun or that are so the thing is too many mid entries have come away with it, or have gotten better reactions than what I think they really deserve. Right.
1: It it's almost like when when the judges are really impressed by someone's athletic ability, even if the dunk wasn't super creative or like impressive on its own. Like Anthony Simons last year, just dunk. He kissed the rim. D- jumped as high as anyone possibly could. Oh, he Mackinac had it. it. Like Levine, the years like like. That dunk that Gordon had where he jumped over the fucking mascot under the legs and then fucking whipped it around was unbelievable. But Levine, like, did, like, a fucking free throw line, you know, ball behind the back or whatever the fuck it was just floating through the air. So it, it is a weird, like, you know, some, some of the ju- – it's just, like, what the judges thought was more impressive, and they seem to go with, like, athletically what was more – who was more the most impressive athletically? I think. Yeah. Most of the time. And
0: sometimes it gets a little too skit wise, like
1: I guess too repetitive, mm-hmm. right? It's like jumping over everyone. Oh, I jumped over Taco Fall. I jumped over Shaq. Okay, we've seen motherfuckers do that, and it like like back like shout out Knicks legend Nate Robinson. Like it was pretty cool when he did it because he was so fucking tiny that he could jump over those things. It was like that. feat yeah. Was insane, but like, you know, when you're Pushing someone's shoulder just to get over them to fucking dunk it. It's like, come on, man. And uh, so, yeah, I'd like to see them, you know, grade it more based on who. Yes, how impressive the dunk was and the athletic ability and everything. But creativity needs to be taken into account. Yeah. Different wrinkles to it.
0: Like your prop game is lacking. It's a lot to be desired. You got to get the prop game
1: going. That's for sure. Like
0: using the thing say what you will about jumping over someone Shaq is a good prop to use he'll have like a one liner and he, it's cool to have that repertoire rapport with an older player and all that but like this is before at least we knew that I'll repeat Chadwick Boseman that he was going through yeah. rigorous cancer but when Black Panther just dropped and um, Oladipo does he's wearing the mask and stuff doing a dunk it's a lame ass dunk and the only thing that you don't think about, it's like, sure, it's a little bit harder because he has the mask, the isolates are tiny as fuck, but it's like, it's not enough. The biggest word that I think that needs to be accounted for that just isn't is spectacle. The thing is, like, wow me, amaze me, show me something that, like, only the upper epsilon can do.
1: Right. And, and, like that's when you see like the iconic moments of like stuff people haven't done before like the vince carter elbow dunk stuff like that um you know someone using a blindfold who is it someone tried to use a blindfold and fucking missed every single time it was the funniest shit ever so i would say some of those dunk fails are almost as funny when someone's like really trying to pull something off and they they miss it a million times. So.
0: I would rather have dunk fails than when people go mid. They're like just
1: mid, it's just like a like oh I did a, pulled something easy off, but it, it you yeah know, it wasn't. Impressive. So
0: I understand when you have to get like just a lame easy dunk because you already won and you just don't want to get points off for like missing. But like, gee whiz, like creativity is so sparse in this and it would would win I genuinely think if someone had like a complete set they took it very very seriously not to say that they don't but like if someone's like planning year round and has a pristine crisp line of dunks that they're gonna have that they've been practicing to show that's like above everyone else right I think that's gonna take it home for you like Obi and like some other guys like they had some pretty interesting dunks but at the end of it it's like I did not even know I was going to get to round two. I'm going to do another just like tomahawk. Yeah. Like it, the thing is I
1: kind Obi, of, there's Obi's not these dunks are like those windmills are really mm-hmm. impressive. So I think work that in which you kind of used last year, but also like do something that's impressive before that, whether it's throwing the ball off the backboard into a windmill or like, you know, jumping like he's got to use that really impressive windmill where he gets up super high and just fucking yeets it across but like he's got to get something a little bit more interesting into that but uh i don't know you got you got obi winning or what do you got
0: i do because i don't think anyone else has like the experience or the uh the I just think the,
1: they're not going to give Obi a great score. They, like, the bigger guys, they seem to score high like, with a little bit. It's like not as easy to win Like going back to Aaron Gordon. Um, Jalen Green, I think, probably has the best chance to win it. He's just got insane leaping ability and basing it off of what's happened. But I do think if Obi can find something that's like... You can't deny like this is like way better. Which you thought like it looked just from watching the two dunks last year. His dunk was way better, but like he needs to not only just have a better dunk, but really do something to impress and like steal it away from just someone who's just jumping really high. You know, it's or like stupid thing. It is so like. difficult
0: to be definitive in in that regard.
1: Yeah, so. I think OB has a good chance, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if like a Jalen Green or a Cole Anthony win it. So I'm probably gonna go Jalen Green.
0: Alright, and that leads us to the all star game itself. And before you get there, you gotta jump through the little hurdle of the national anthem. Which you would not think you'd have to but there's something special that NBA All Star Weekend always gives. Way back when, a few years ago, we were treated by Fergie's rendition, and and not since Roseanne Barr, uh, grabbing her lady nuts, uh, <laughs> on the baseball diamond. Did Wait, we was see she the one that was like, "Home of the spits and then just. Uh, Marshawn Lynch nut booed. grabs. She
1: was getting booed, dog.
0: Mhm. But like, if <laughs> I I'll put a link in it if you're watching this on YouTube. But like, do yourself a favor and watch it beginning to end. The the players current keep, curi- uh, they, they, they they don't though they are cracking up, cracking up. And I I just like I don't want to give anything away. But Fergie had to apologize for the rendition. That is how bad it went. It's not mid. It's not, oh, that's fine. No, it was this bad. This
1: was un-American. It, it was, was
0: bad. People got angry at her. White so, America got angry at her. That's how you know it's bad.
1: Some people are better left on auto-tune. hmm and, and I think she falls into that category. And
0: the thing is, the next year was a bit more tame. But I—that's th- where my bar was. Was something crazy that was spectacle for me. Shaka Khan did it, and she—it was fine. It was a little. It was a. It was in between. It's like it's fine enough, but it did not enamor the way that Fergie did. She did. It, she didn't capture a generation in that moment. Which, whatever
1: she captured she captured something which was just everyone laughing at her basically Mm -hmm. but uh (laughs) yeah that was that was brutal that's like the one where you're like you're just cringing while you listen to it Uh, it can't can't be real i can't and
0: it's like we are 25 we went we grew up all with black eyed peas before Fergalicious. after the whole thing but it's like that was our friend and she died on that stage.
1: That was bad. That that was It's
0: like bad. it's that like watching tired. your pup get put down.
1: Uh I don't even know who who do they even have doing it this year. It's it's in Cleveland. I feel like we need we need like a guest appearance of Joe Kim Noah talking shit about Cleveland like I don't know anyone who vacations in Cleveland. Who willingly wants to go to Cleveland?
0: It's, we, it's, we that's, need
1: Joe Kim Noah to show up from his cave wherever he is like you know he's probably doing some hippie shit out there somewhere Joe Kim Noah just to show up just to try to shit on Cleve, uh, Cleveland one last time
0: I believe it so now to the actual actual game they the thing is people try and separate it from the fancy spectacle it is they treat it as like a genuine football. I have the jersey on. I have two jerseys and the hat and that, and we're not we're not on a football podcast. The basketball game.
1: <laughs> there you go. We'll we're get we're there. Um, There's not much to talk about the game anyways.
0: Well, the thing is, okay, so that's my thought, was that um, people treat it as a regular game You should go a little hard in the paint. You should go hard in defense and just kind of, like, show off. But it's, like, that kind of defeats the purpose. It's a celebration of how these players... Their style, their game, and what got them there. And, like, to put them up there with their peers. And, like, if it's not for you, it's for your kid. Your favorite guy goes up and, like, gets to, like, dunk on some of the other people that are the best of their generation. It's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. We talked about a little bit earlier, but you get those once-in-a-lifetime generational talents going up against each other and you get those moments like LeBron versus Kobe one last time in an isolation and like you see LeBron slapping the floor you know when Shaq shows up Dwight you know some of the personal vendettas and stuff like that and just you know a couple of the I can remember like Kobe with the hard foul on Dwayne Wade like sometimes you know you know, it's not a defensive game, but sometimes you see them actually put it on the line towards the end of the game. and uh, Yeah, now that there are charities you know, on these, the line,
0: they do moments, have that incentive. You
1: know? And that, yeah, that too. And we saw it a little get a little more intense with, like, the way they had the ending to the game this past year with it, you know, not being a timed game. It's the, you know, first to X amount of points. So, you know, you get those iconic moments and you know it's the pinnacle for some of these players and you know it's good to see some of the players who worked through it like the fred van vliet's of the world or whoever garland you know some players who had a lot of doubters and they're able to reach the pinnacle and uh you know not only that like their contracts making an all-star game has a huge effect on how much money whether you can make the Supermax based on how many all-star games you made just your contracts negotiations in general so and that's why the voting is kind of out of whack with like the fans doing it for the starters and you know the different sources of voting but you know it it makes a big difference in that too so ultimately it's the pinnacle it's the best players the best talent and in the league going up against each other which is all you can really ask for
0: Yeah, and I'll only say this about the voting, is that if New York, we are a huge fan base, Knicks fans, and just the state of New York, huge. If they didn't vote for someone else, which they did, they definitely did. We could have gotten a Nick in tenfold, but we didn't. We did. I we don't like this team right now, the current state of things so much that there's not one person there that we think is a glimmer of hope to share that's on the right. same status I mean, you didn't as everyone else see
1: people wanting to vote for julius randall the way he played you know for most of the season it's not hard to guess why rj barrett you know has been playing really well recently but it's hard to justify him as an all-star quite yet you know what i mean just based off the pure numbers even despite his resurgence so it's kind of like where are you going to go with this you know there's not anyone that you're going to really latch on to and and have like die on that hill this season but you know i think rj next season if he doesn't have a bad start and plays the way that he was playing on that stretch they're going to go all in on you know voting him in or if we get someone who gets to that level you know they're gonna be a perennial all star with the way New York will show out, voting that, wise for them.
0: That being said, I like how little fucky New York voting is sometimes, because last year you know which New York Nick got one uh MVP vote.
1: Derrick Rose had one MVP. Derrick vote. Rose and he That's had right. like he had almost had Julius.
0: He had like half a million um votes for all-star i bet yeah, you if no, he's, he got a lot of votes for if All-Star, he stays in i bet you he makes the reserve
1: well it's one of those things where he would have had to made the starters he would have had to made the starters for the fan vote to probably get in because you know the coaches probably wouldn't have voted as much for him but it would be interesting to see if one of those guys one year actually makes it like one of those like guys who obviously isn't an all-star but the fans vote him into a starting spot that would be really interesting to see if you know you see the guys that break the top 10 but don't quite you know get the starter and then obviously they don't make it because the rest of the vote they don't get it so like one year like i just want to see like ish smith like everyone like should just like similar to the fucking um reddit like investing shit where it's like we're just all going to do this, man. Let's just make this happen. Us as fans. let Specific. Commit. Player, we're doing it. Ish Smith, whoever the fuck it is, like, some random journeyman, like, oh, you're an all-star. You're going to be an all-star this season. Like, Lance Stevenson. Let's let's pick some random motherfucker and just vote the living shit out of them into the. So that, hey, you, you heard it here on Thibba Bros. Let's do some crazy shit next year and get some random journeyman exciting player into the all star game. Let's do it.
0: Would you give it to Taj?
1: No, because I've already have to watch twenty eight minutes of him a game. Otherwise I would say yes. Yeah. So Tibbs, I blame you for that.
0: I think I have your candidate. I think. And I the thing is he has that meme face, that meme ability where meme-a- he can meme-a- produce
1: memeable player to, to yes to get the fans need to get behind a memeable player
0: x celtics traded or uh lost in free agency taco to fall. the Cavs. taco fall let's get Tom he has that, that kind of like harambe-esque like everyone can get behind it
1: yes he he's actually in the g league all-star game which i didn't even know was a thing so that's oh. but yeah him. no we we need we need a taco fall type character we need like a lance stevenson someone like that and just let's let's vote them and we'll, we'll make it happen next year you it here first on the Thibber bros
0: and with that we hope you have a good all-star weekend and i know that every single team all 32 are all saying you know what all-star break we're going to come out of the all-star break running and that's when we're going to just rip off 10 wins and sad to say not all 32 teams can do that so we'll see what happens
1: yeah there's always a couple teams though that, that make something happen after the all-star break i think miami last year so see what happens but desmond Bane, 700 bet him on the three-point contest you're welcome
0: Obi Toppin, same game, same day parlay with um,
1: Patty Mills. All right, heard it here. Enjoy the All Star weekend. Tip of Bros out.